a great day at Huff Insurance. This call may be monitored or recorded for quality assurance. Hi, this is Andrea. How may I assist you? Hi, can I speak to Jerry, please? Okay, your name? Joey Jingola. Oh, hey, Joey. Hold on one second there. Thank you. Hi, Joey. It's Jerry. Jerry. How you doing, sir? That's good, Joey. How you doing? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Well, we have our, I mean, our web content is pretty robust. I mean, if you look up any, mostly any kind of insurance in our area, we're going to pop up. I mean, we have lots of content out there. We have pages and sub-pages and, and of course, blogs. We haven't, I haven't done a blog in a little bit, but we used to blog on a, on a weekly and bi-monthly basis at the minimum. I guess just content, focusing on the content. We think about an insurance page, we, we write the content for it and, and try to best guess how it's going to work best as far as the keywords go. I mean, Content. Huh. Imagine that. That was my good buddy Jerry Nicola over at Huff Insurance in Pasadena, Maryland. I'm pretty sure that's right. I always never, always forget the city, but I'm pretty sure that's right. I know it's in Maryland. Pretty sure it's Pasadena. But Jerry says, just content. Sounds too good to be true, right? I mean, now I, you know, I kind of sheepishly had to retract. Hey, Jerry, where's all this coming from? Because uh, I asked him, where's this? You know, what, what's going on here? He's like, well, we got a lot of robust content. I, I don't know if I did my due diligence before I talked to Jerry. And yeah, I mean, they they have got a lot of pages on their site. They've got a lot of information. They've got a lot of blog posts and they dedicate themselves to content. And I've mentioned in previous shows that we've had Jerry on that, hey, listen, these guys are kind of rocking and rolling a little bit and they're churning some pretty good lead quality here, lead volume, and they're closing solid business from these activities. And I also like, if you noticed that Jerry said, you know, haven't posted a blog for a little bit, uh, but we used to blog regularly. And that is a sound of a dude who has already got stuff that is ranking because he's not too concerned about it because he knows that the stuff that he has done is just kind of continuing to work for him. He's just kind of watching somebody else run on the treadmill for him meaning he's just watching the blog post rank consistently over and over again without him really having to do anything. And it's interesting because no matter how many times I talk about it, no matter how many times you hear it from other people, that's the one consistent thing that I think gets overlooked, dismissed. I don't know what name your thing that you would want to put here, but it cannot be underestimated the power of getting something to just anchor and search and continually day after day after day be found and continue to drive business because it's so awesome. I mean, just if I'm just going to be honest with you, it's, it's a pretty good time, right? It's just a party that never stops. It's just, Hey, another lead. I didn't do anything today. Another lead. And that's what it's like to have something rank and kind of stay there for years, years, without paying anything for it. Let me just say years, right? I said years, I didn't say days, I didn't say hours, I didn't say weeks, I didn't say month, I said years. So if you want to continue to sleep on 
the most effective, uh, you know, um, I'm escaping fancy efficiency words here for the moment, but basically if you want to do something once and have it produce results for a long time, fine, don't do it. I mean, keep, keep not doing it, I guess is what I'm saying because, you know, uh, Jerry and myself and a few others that have, uh, learned the value of sticky search. Well, yeah, we're going to keep doing it because it's, it's that much fun. But there is one thing I have to mention that the reason that I just, I got to bring it back to Jerry a little bit. The reason I wasn't quite as up to speed on this content as I should be, as I had been to Jerry's website previously, several times, I believe, is that I couldn't find the blog. Yeah, it's not on the navigation menu, so that's something that's going to be updated when we update our site. We're up for our site renewal in March, and we're going to make a few little changes. Now, if I'm being honest, most of the time, it's probably a good thing that your blog is tucked away somewhere neatly for somebody to never come across because it is a vacant void of just insurance nothingness, right? That's generally what I see when I go to blogs. Or my favorite is, um, this is coming soon, or something to that effect, dated, you know, 7-1 of 2010, right? Like, I love seeing that. It just cracks me up. Or, hey, welcome to our blog. This is a great space, and we're so excited. Again, dated, you know, April 1st of 2011. Uh, those are the types of things that I generally run across. And yes, if that is your experience, if that is what it looks like on your site, well, then yes, please hide it. Please hide it from the women and the children, even any really you know, halfway decent human being does not deserve to see that. So go ahead and don't do that. That's good, right? So I was surprised that, you know, Jerry's saying, hey, we got all these blogs and we're, we're doing this stuff and we're driving some traffic. And, and I was like, hey, Jerry, man, I can't find it. Where is it at? And he's like, yeah, it's not on the navigation. I think it's kind of in the navigation now. And I talked to Jerry uh, before their March review. It's obviously now past March from obviously we're recording the show. I think it's, it's on the homepage now. I don't know if it's necessarily in the navigation. So I don't know if that happened or not. But man, that's got to go. That's got to get up there, right? Because that's how people get back to where they need to go. You want to drive people through more articles, right? Like the more they read, the more they trust. And I mean, there's a breaking point and, and, you know, there's some different conflicting theories on this that I've heard from people. You know, they just want them to read an article, get to a landing page and then convert. And then you're going to take it from there. Maybe, maybe that's possible. Personally, I like a couple articles read, a couple videos watched more than maybe a couple articles. And then from there, convert them and then drive it on home. Um, but the more more troubling or difficult, I should say, that you make it for them to read more stuff, well, then that's the, you know, that's obviously the, the fancy analytic that you're going to track is your bounce rate. That's, you know, how long somebody stays on your site or if they just come to one page and then bounce, I think. I don't know if anybody truly knows what bounce rate is, but that's kind of close to what it tracks. Um, and, and you want to make sure that you're driving them to multiple pages. So again, they're spending that time with you. They're getting to know you because with blogs, especially if you're not harnessing video, it's going to take multiple blog posts for them to feel that connection as opposed to you might get, you know, one video and somebody say, Hey, yeah, I got it. Joey's a pretty cool dude. Let's make this thing happen. Whereas in, they might read like five or six blog posts. I'm like, ah, I don't know. Joey seems kind of weird because I don't know if he's being sarcastic or helpful or just plain mean. You know, those are the types of things that definitely happen when you just write stuff and that you don't give them the full well-rounded experience of you and your personality, good or bad, I guess. But the one thing that, um, is interesting about all this as, as you know, we want to make it easier for them. I did want to talk to, you know, I, I did want to kind of figure out a baseline for what Jerry and, um, and them are, uh, and, and them are over at Huff Insurance are doing because, um, 
like I said, I know they're rocking and rolling. And we did an episode of, you know, can you have too much business or I don't know, something about having bit too much business and how Jerry actually shut things, shuts, shuts things down when things start working too well. So, you know, they're rocking and rolling. Uh, but I just was kind of curious to get some specifics of exactly what type of traffic they're driving. Uh, let's see, we get just a little over a thousand organic hits every month. Let's say 2,800 in the last 30 days between the organic and, and social medias. And when we're running the uh, AdWords, we get upwards of 9,000 hits a month when I'm doing the AdWords campaigns. All right, a couple things from that. I, one, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, Jerry, is I kind of thought the organic would be a little bit just a smidge higher. But man, that paid traffic, that's some crazy stuff. So we got to break down both of those really quickly. Um, first off, I got to ask Jerry, how much are you guys spending when that ad uh, campaign traffic is rocking and rolling? It's the second time I've said rocking and rolling, I got to stop. Uh, usually right around 1200 a month when it's fully running. That's a, that's a decent buck, Jerry. I, I like your dedication and commitment to driving leads and traffic to your site. 100%, I love everything about it. Uh, however, I got to ask a couple questions. That's because, again, I'd like to see that thousand maybe be a little bit higher. And I'd also like to think that you could maybe even start to siphon some of that traffic from the paid and move it over into the organic column, as I have seen it happen with my buddy Rob McCarthy, who you've heard on this show, who he is, who is a big uh, Google Ads player, uh, Google AdWords player. And he has since, I want to say, I'm pretty sure he's backed off the entire thing. And he's he's been able to... Um, basically replace all of his paid traffic with organic traffic. So that's obviously free traffic. Now, if we're taking Jerry at his, his uh, $1,200 a month, that's about $14,000, $15,000 for the year. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty penny. What I like about that is that, hey, listen, he's not too concerned about that because we're going to get to that in a second. He knows that you know he's, gonna, he's having confidence in his ability to close these leads, right? He's going to spend the money. He's going to make that back. Um, but it would be interesting to see if he could you know, take some of that back for free by focusing on some of the fewer, some of the more specific types of content, as I would be concerned if Jerry wasn't already, you know, focused on niching down, but he's already got that. He's already figured out that, hey, these are a few things that we need to do, and we're going to focus on these types of people. But, you know, again, they're doing a thousand organic. You know, what if it was 3,000 or 4,000 organic? What does that look like? Because the interesting thing, and I never, I never dabbled in paid search, so I don't, I don't know the tendencies here. But again, going back to my buddy Rob McCarthy, who again, who we've heard on the show, he might have even done a podcast on this. I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Uh, but actually, probably not, because I don't think I've talked to him recorded on the record since that happened. But what he has found since, you know, again, transitioning or moving his traffic, trying to replace his traffic with, you know, organic as opposed to paid, is that the organic traffic is. Um, it's a lot better to work with. Actually, I think I wrote an email about this. This is where we talked about this, I think. Um, is that they're just a little more enthusiastic, a little more appreciative. Now, maybe that's just Rob's poor AdWord strategy, possibility, as he might have been focusing his ads on the wrong you know, position as to how to attract these people. Could have been 100% at the core of the problem. I'm not sure if Jerry's having the same issue as, again, I had all of these conversations before uh, all of this really happened. So again, if, I probably should have followed up on this, but what are you going to do? Uh, the point is, is that it's pretty easy 
once you know what works, and this is where paid traffic can pay huge dividends as in just providing you with an education of knowing, you know, hey, what niches really work, right? Hey, I'm paying because I know that these things work. I know that if I get in front of this group of people, they're looking for this type of insurance and I can help them. Now, the only question is, is, well, hey, how do I do that organically? Can I, can I do that organically? And, and will I produce a better client as a result? Yeah, yeah, and it's it's for our niches. I mean, we do contractors and the elder dealers, and, and all she has to do is write one of those a month, and it's paid for. So when it's going, she writes a lot more than one a month. So Now, this is going to end up being a two-part show. I don't know if it's actually going to be named two parts because I sometimes forget that I say I'm going to do two parts by the time I actually get around to doing the second part again. But if I can pull it off, this will probably be a second parter because we're going to lead into the actual leads and that flow and that conversion because that's actually the more impressive thing about this whole thing than really anything is that the frequency in which they're converting from their traffic to the leads and then to clients and so that's a lot of good stuff there so we're gonna dive into that i think in the next episode but for now jerry knows that they focus on contractors and auto dealers and my buddy rob happens to also focus on contractors so i know for a fact that this works you know, Google right now, take out your phones on your computer, whatever you're doing right now, just Google the best contractors insurance in New York, right? Rob McCarthy is going to be number one in the entire state of New York. It's pretty impressive. He's not paying a dime for that. Now, this isn't about saving Jerry or Rob $14,000. This is allowing them to reinvest the $14,000 into the next niche or keyword or whatever that they can kind of test if they want to and drive some money. Because you are the one thing you can do with paid traffic is get a little bit more of an immediate response. So it's an interesting test case. I'm making this up and it actually just hit me. I think it's maybe interesting and good. So go with me. If it's not, well, you've been warned. But the point is, you're going to get to actually drive the traffic with the paid search. It's going to happen a lot faster. You're going to be able to target them. You know, again, you say, Hey, Google, send me these people now here. And guess what? Within a couple of days, I don't know, probably faster than that. You've got people coming to your site and you know that if you've got an active niche or not, and then from there, it's going to be your mission to then, you know, cycle off and then, Hey, let's, let's grab that traffic for free as we can attract it. And then let's go jump onto the next thing. Obviously there's only so many times you can do this and you can always run them concurrently. I think that's the right word with each other to where you're double dipping, you're getting the paid and the organic and all, you know, that is good. That comes with both of those and bad, I guess, but it's an interesting strategy because, um, I remember in my head for some reason, I thought Jerry's organic traffic numbers were a little bit higher. And I guess when I listened to this again, as you know, getting ready for the show, I was like, I was a little sad. I was like, yeah, Jerry, maybe we can boost that up. Um, you know, again, because that's the number that, that you want. That's, that's going to be that self-sustaining number, but still a thousand is pretty solid as you know, again, he says like, Hey, listen, if, if Nancy and Nancy, his wife, Nancy Huff or Nancy, formerly Huff, now Nick Lowe, uh, <laughs> works in the business together, they work together. Uh, she's the one closing the deals and he brings her the business. It's a nice little relationship they have and she's knocking them out of the park and she's closing at a pretty high frequency. And so Jerry knows that, Hey, she's going to knock this thing down and I don't have a problem spending the money because we've got it. We've got our systems in place. And that's the whole kind of thing of all this thing coming together. I don't know. I'm kind of getting excited about something I'm not quite sure about, but we're going to hear Nancy coming up on a future episodes. If Nancy's been on a previous episode, I can't remember. I swore I thought she was. Google couldn't even tell me if somebody listening knows that Nancy was on an episode. Let me know because I'm pretty sure I put her on one, but I couldn't find it. I was going back to try and find it. I listened to like 
50 episodes today. Not really 50, but enough that I would have. Anyways, I couldn't find it, right? I couldn't find it. If Nancy's on, we're going to get Nancy in coming up here, but I happened to talk to Jerry. Whatever Jerry told me was more in front of what Nancy was going to kind of support, and so that's why we're going to listen to Nancy after we have to hear Jerry talk. So it's going to make sense. I promise it's going to make sense. But it's this whole kind of nice relationship that they have where the, again, they know that this process, this system works, but I would like to see if they could attack those, again, those niches, best contractors insurance in Maryland, right? Boom, done. That's going to take, I don't know, at least half of that, uh, you know, organic, uh, or sorry, paid traffic that they're doing right now, or hey, best auto dealers insurance. I'm not quite sure about auto dealers, but again, same thing, best auto dealers insurance in Maryland or whatever other states that they write. Again, allowing them to expand without having to pay and get in front of an even a possibly larger audience and maybe get a better bang for the buck as, as again, you might be only targeting certain zip codes and you're spending all that money. Uh, this might allow that to flesh out a little more, but it's interesting, right? Interesting, interesting. I don't know if I have a general thesis for this entire episode as it's just been kind of one thing to the next, but I guess the, the main point is is that you have to, one, dedicate yourself to the content first and know that it's important and that that's kind of at the core of how you're going to drive traffic, whether it's paid or free. And then once you figure out what that traffic is and where it's coming from, then you decide, can I get it for free? How much do I need to pay to get it? And who do I want to pay to get next? All right, we got to talk about something pretty serious right now. And and it's the um, use of one exclamation points, exclamation points. Did I say that right? I think I stuttered. And two, uh, I get kind of freaked out when like other guys use like the, the wink and the smiley face or the frowny face, kind of when you use the colon and the parentheses, like that kind of stuff. Like that kind of freaks me out a little bit. Just, just a dude to dude inter- interchange, exchange, not talking right. Kind of freaks me out a little bit. I don't know. I feel like it's a little too playful. I'd rather just have like, a, we need to figure out what's like a fist and nudging you in the shoulder, right? Like, hey, buddy, they don't have that. Uh, but I do want to just kind of first call out the, the uh, over exclamation point users, as in, um, I don't think you're always that excited. And I've never used, I'm think, I think I'm pretty confident in this statement. I don't think I've ever used an exclamation point in a response to any human being in the written word, Twitter, text, email, doesn't happen. I mean, now you might say, Joey, that makes sense because you're just a monotone son of a whatever, right? Fine, fair point, probably true. Uh, but I feel like it's like, a, hey, I'm just going to make that person think I'm a little more excited than I am, and maybe it's just going to lift their spirits a little bit. But I was looking at it and saying, no, that's, that's a big, big fallacy right there. I do not buy that you are that excited about that response. Which is kind of, kind of what I'm thinking. And please, don't. Now, all right, fine, listen. I will, like, for the next two weeks, tweet at me or email me or... Facebook message me whatever you want to do just send me all everybody send me the, the the smiley faces with the you know the colon and the and the winking and what do that just let's two weeks we'll get it out of our system go ahead and do that joygirlprogram.com you have my permission for like two weeks and then and then we'll we'll just put an end to the fun all right sound like a deal if we do want to actually figure out something to be excited about have a little fun with uh, I'm gonna be honest girl lab 2017 still happening uh, we have tapered off a little bit I think we're still sitting around our 28 mark of, of spots left we, we've had a, a little bit of a dry spell the last week haven't had anybody jump in so if you want to 
uh, kickstart that and, and get some people coming. You want to come, you want to sign up, growlab2017.com is the place to do that. As again, uh, we still have a little bit for the event, but spots are limited. We've only got, like I said, official count 28. I haven't, I didn't check, but um, if you want to make sure that you're one of those 100 agents in Charlotte, North Carolina on October 24th and 25th, then you want to go to growlab2017.com to do it.